Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Behind the scenes. There's no sports. It's Matt and Matt. Two producers who happen to be homies. Just chowing on the junkies. Yeah. It's bit season. What a time to be alive. Bit season. Couple of regular guys. It's bit season. Go have yourself a laugh. It's bit season. Ha 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 Welcome to Bit Season, Episode 2. Number 2. I can't believe we made it this far. <laughs> I'm actually surprised. <laughs> Thought we'd crash and burn in Episode 1. But we got to say a big thanks to our, our sponsor, Wave Soda. Yes. Love Nat from Wave Soda. Wave Soda is awesome, as you hear on The Junkie. Super simple, just bubbly water with a splash of real juice and a little caffeine. It's unsweetened, so no stevia or artificial sweeteners. Just a clean finish with only 2 to 6 grams of sugar and 15 to 25 calories per can. Order, order now at wavesoda.com and receive 15% by entering Junkies. Uh, thank you to, for tuning in. I'm uh, Drab T-Shirt here with... My friend Matt Valdez. Oh, he called me his friend. That was nice. My Thank homie. We're homies. Yeah, yeah, Did you homie. just listen to the intro? Yes. And our our, <laughs> our video producer, Adam Epstein. Executive producer. Adam told us before the show started, I don't do audio. <laughs> That's what you want to hear from your podcast <laughs> I, producer. I don't feel comfortable with audio. Are you guys are the guys good with microphones. and Our angle to get you on the show was you would be the producer and everything that just happened the last 45 minutes was Valdez setting up the studio. I set up the video. Cameras. The video cameras. And, and I checked I'm the sh- audio. Well, if and, the and, audio and, works, it's because I checked it. And we had one video <laughs> clip last week. <laughs> in, Adam, in Adam's defense, I could teach him how to do everything, but then that just takes up time out of my day. And I, I feel like he should, be, should have been taught already I, how I actually, to do that. I know how. I feel comfortable doing everything. I just would hate myself if I made a mistake, so I would rather I you guys you. check on it. All right, for everybody that survived episode one, don't worry. We talked with Adam in between episodes. 
We're dialing down the screaming. Yeah, the screaming's coming down. Uh, he's going down a couple decibels. Now I want to scream F you. <laughs> it's, it's my charm. Hey, I do love that Adam came in here today. Um, <laughs> if you were watching on TV at the end of Thursday's show, you saw Valdez and I are laughing uncontrollably. Adam, he just brings this certain, like, stupidity to he the, just, to the he producer just, room. He just knows what to say to make us smile. And it's always unintentional. Yeah. You anytime, start... anytime he tries to be funny, <laughs> oh, it's, the worst. It's, it's a bomb. You're the most naturally uh, funny oh. person, but when you try to be funny, you're like as funny as uh, this memo board over here. You guys were using big words on purpose in front of me, like attrition, and it was over my head. Yeah, you didn't know what attrition meant. I still don't know what it means. Wow. That, that That's going to be your homework for episode right. three, right. is at the beginning, you're going to... Tell us the definition of attrition and use it in a sentence. Sounds good. Uh, but anyways, uh, enough of Adam for now. Enough of Adam. Always enough we, of Adam. Uh, we want to say a big thank you to all of the listeners. I believe we hit over 12,000 downloads on our first episode. So thank you to you guys. Um, that was very flattering. I did not expect those kinds of numbers. And um, honestly, those are monster numbers. Yeah, it, it was actually <laughs> ridiculous. It actually doubled the junkies' numbers. Yeah, the junkies <laughs> get huge amount of numbers every segment they get. But we were checking out the. I saw people accusing us of lying. The numbers were so outrageous. They're like you're, you're, we're flubbing the numbers. I don't know how to flub the numbers. If if I knew how, I would. We, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, we were stunned that, that you guys checked it out. Hopefully, most of you came back for season two or episode two. A different kind of week here on the junkies because. It is football season. We have uh, a game on Sunday that took up most of Monday's show. And, of course, we have a game today, this evening, on Thursday Night Football. So that took up a lot of Thursday's show. Plus, there was some spillover on Tuesday and Wednesday. I felt we didn't get as much non-sports as we crave, Valdez. I love non-sports segments. And when you got two games jammed in a five-day span, you're not going to have that much shtick to do. But that's our job, is we're going to carry the shtick. From this week, from the junks into bit season. But there was plenty. The, the, the non-sports that, that we did talk about on the show and some of the stuff that went on uh, off mic was uh, pretty fantastic. That seems to be a big thing with our listeners um, to, to bit season is they love this this off-air storytelling that we do. That gives them kind of an inside peek of the junks and kind of what our day's like. I think we may have set the bar too high in episode <laughs> one because... Uh, I was telling you guys about the JP fight, and now people just want— They expect a fight every they, week. No, they expect gossip every single oh, week. Gossip. That's a great one. Um, and we can try to do that, and there will be a lot of things that, w- that we'll get to every uh, you know every episode, but I can't—there's w- not going to be a fight every single week. It was just good timing, to be honest with you. Right. It was great timing. Um, well, that's one of the things that EB talked to me about this week— yeah, yeah that, speaking of gossip. That he uh, pulled me aside. Early. No, this is, he came into our studio, our little behind-the-glass studio. Yeah, but he, had, he that was the second time I oh, heard it. because he, he told me, um, he maybe even called me. I think he called me. Um, <laughs> he was so worried about something that he had something to do this week that he didn't want to do. And he's worried, he was worried that I was going to talk about it on bit season. Eric, Eric uh, likes to... Um get his feelings out uh, to, and frustrations out to us. And we that's kind of a job as a producer is that you just listen and uh, you kind of have to take the brunt of the, of the talent's frustrations. Well, if you know Eric at all, 
our ears have been bleeding off mic for the last year. And we're trying to control that to off mic so we don't ruin the junkies. And we love Eric, but we're, we are his sounding board uh, at the 5 o'clock hour when we're getting ready for the show. And during right. commercial breaks. And during yeah, commercial yeah, exactly. breaks. But Eric, you know, he's got a lot of things going on in his life. But he's he, I guess, thinks now, because I told the story of the JP fight that was not discussed on air, that he thinks we're just going to pick up everything that happens off air and dish to the listeners. And let me tell you, I could ruin lives with the secrets that I know. I, I'm the vault. I, I got so many secrets on everybody. And I'm sure people have secrets on me, right? That right. you would just that are not appropriate for air. But it's right. juicy. Cause, right. Because we're all buddies and we wouldn't go narc on our buddies to other people, to randos. Yeah. So um We know we know we know what radio. To say. A- Eric said Valdez and Drab, especially Drab, has radio instincts. I know. <laughs> That's I know. kind of a cheap shot. I remember he did say that about me. He said, you're the show historian, and Drab has radio instincts. I'll never forget. <laughs> I would agree you know, with that. I need to hear that clip. I'll I don't believe, remember it like I that. I got it pulled. I know. You probably pull your pants down to it every night. Yeah. And, and I'm an interesting guy. Don't forget about uh, yeah, that. Yeah, that too. I know. <laughs> um, so he pulled me aside, and, and, and he was like, you know, I, do, I, I told you I didn't want to do this thing. I'm going to be upset if I hear about this on bit season. Right. And I'm like, I, because he was lament he was lamenting to us about something that he didn't want to do mm-hmm. and, uh, and he was just talking. And then he thought we were just going to turn around and use that against him. Now, I would love to share some of the things I've been told over the years. Oh yeah. I don't even tell my wife most of it. My wife is a blathermouth. <laughs> the only people the only people who I can talk to about is Valdez. We you- actually don't even tell Awad. Yeah, he quit the show. He doesn't. Awad, Awad lost out on all the secrets. When you quit the show and went to Podcast Village and got fired from there, you, <laughs> you were you. I remember because Eric would come in and say, and he would tell you he was testing you. He would tell you little tidbits to see if you would if you would ever tell anyone or if you would let him leak. And you never did. You're a great secret keeper as well. Um, the keeper of the gate. The keeper <laughs> of the gate. And uh, you lost out on a lot of that because you're not in on the show anymore. Believe me, I, I miss out on a lot of the secrets, and it's one of the biggest things I miss about this because, especially EB, he knows everything about DC media. He's the news babes. Is that what you're referring to? Everything. Do we ever call him? We call him that on the air, right? The yeah, news we've babes. called him that on yeah. the air. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. we go to the their fundraisers and parties. And if stuff we like always that. ask Erica, because Eric was involved in that scene, like he's always him and Lurch always like know what's going on at the local news TV station. They are, they are, they have the inside skinny about like right. who's got the leg up for the the five o'clock news job. <laughs> for some reason, we always found ne- that who's next up on the sports scene, yeah, stuff who, like that. Who's fighting at Fox Five or whatever? We always <laughs> found it interesting. But uh, so one of the things that goes o'clock on in the five o'clock hour is the EB. So he comes in there. He's ranting about whatever's going on in his life that, that he's frustrated by. Yeah, It's basically 5 o'clock is when we prep for the show, but it's also EB's uh, uh, psychiatrist hour. Has he been sitting in the room with you guys? He does a lot. He comes in there for like 15 minutes or yeah. so. Then he'll come over here and sit on Twitter. Yeah. Eric's yeah. prep for the show is just talking to Drab and myself. Eric always <laughs> claims, so this is the thing about Eric, and JP and Eric will fight about it on the show sometimes, is that... Eric will always say, I get here at 5 o'clock. And then JP says, well, what do you do in that hour? <laughs> right? I know. It's like, a great point. It is a great point because he, Eric is here. A lot of, he'll come in here, chit-chat with us, or we'll come yeah, in here. He's first and then he's here. sitting on his computer. I don't know what he's doing on his computer in the 5 o'clock hour because he'll have no idea that the Capitals uh, made a big trade, and he'll ask that question. Well, that happened? What are you talking about? I'll tell you what when he's not doing. Happen? 
He's not looking at the outline. Well, the outline has changed a little bit. I I used to send the outline at night. Now I'm I'm doing it in the morning time. Um, they get it right when the show starts. Yeah, they kind of know. They 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 kind of have an idea they for what the show out, is. Yeah, they can figure out what's going on. Um, but, yeah, what, but I was stunned. I, th- something happened, <laughs> and we talked about it on the air this week uh, in the five a.m. hour that I never thought I'd hear come out of Valdez's mouth. It was so stunning that I had to step back and process what he just told Eric Bickle. Yeah, this, and this is what Drab said on air when he described it to him. I mean, Did Valdez tell EB yesterday he didn't care if he died? Yeah, Valdez was, was like very a, mean to me it yesterday. It was such a weird a comment. He didn't care if you died? Yeah, we had a conversation. I don't want to get into what it was. And I know he was just saying because he was being ornery and tired. <laughs> But I did go back to him during one of the commercials. I said, just so you know. And I, luckily, I was in a good, because sometimes that would really set me off. But I just said, just so you know, that was pretty hurtful that you said you really didn't care, care if I died. died. <laughs> yeah. Look, I said that to Eric, and there's a couple of things. I, I guess I really need to explain myself. You definitely <laughs> do. First of all, I know Eric's going to listen. By the way, I appreciate he's the only junkie who listens to the show. Um this is my formal apology to Eric Bickle uh, for saying that. All right. Eric could have been talking about the Ryder Cup and how they're going to honor Lamar Jackson on the first tee. And I could have told him I wouldn't have cared. And that's because I went to bed at 1 o'clock from staying up to watch all of the Ravens' Monday night football game. All right. I was ornery. I did not get enough sleep. All right. And also, I was just, I was just, I was tired of, listening to him babble when I didn't get enough but sleep. But he was just and he was and he was no, no no and he was babbling about nonsense. Like it wasn't show stuff. It wasn't anything I found and, I actually, actually found I found it, it I found it interesting. It was I found, not I, I found it interesting. You did some of the stuff he talks about that uh, I just like to see where his mind's racing drive off to. Drive a little kiss ass. I'm not a, I kiss ass. I just got into a fight with one of those last week on the show. I, he's a E B kiss ass. He really is. I, yeah. All I do is he mock suck, EB on the he show. Suck, he sucks up to Eric so much that it's it's unreal. He he thinks Eric's Jesus and he I, walks on water. Yeah, and he, it's all you, because you, and it's I, all because, like Drab said, Eric gave him a radio compliment. So now all of a sudden he feels indebted to Eric and that he needs to suck up to him. Look, you're you're talking really care, hold on. Do you really care about all the stuff Eric talks about? No, no, not all of it. Of then course why, not. You do you really do you honestly care about his daughter's uh, volleyball? Actually I do. Actually, is that, that this is a straight straight shoot. I I do care about that. I actually love listening to his kids' uh, college stories and and the trips to practice and hearing how they're developing. I actually, you're I'm actually, so I, bored by that. Are you he, kidding me? He's a friend of mine. He's I a care. friend of yours from six to ten a.m. That's not true. I actually, that's not even what he was talking about. No, it's that's not. not even what he wasn't talking about. Uh, Stevie's volleyball practice. No, or, but, but I'm just. I'm, what I'm trying Megan's to say. What I'm practice? trying to say is, Drab shows interest in everything that Eric talks about, and it was it was to the point where it. I mean, he's just he starts. Re- Eric starts repeating the same stories over and over and over <laughs> and over again, and it's something that I've heard the, the for ten thousand times. And so I had, had two hours of sleep. I'm trying to work and get my s done for the show in the morning, and then he. Eric's droning on and on and on, and then um, it was he wasn't droning and, on. It was like the, a two and, minute conversation. And it was the last. No, and it was the last. The last part of what he said was uh, something about um, um, getting uh, sick and dying. And I said, I don't. I don't care if you get sick and die. So that's what I said, and I regret it. But he could have said anything at the end of the, that the sentence. The quote was, "If you died, I wouldn't care." 
That's wild. <laughs> but right. I, that's a, that's, if you died, I wouldn't care. <laughs> and he said that to the host of the show. I did. It doesn't even matter if it's his. First of all, it's his like his boss. It's his boss. It's his boss. I wouldn't say that. I would have trouble saying that to my worst enemy. Right. Right. Like I would feel honestly feel bad. Tell, let alone somebody I liked. I, and Valdez is just saying, "Oh, I was ornery because the Ravens lost." Right, no, but uh, I've worked on the show for five first years. Of all, After Mr. the Ravens Mr. lose, he's a dick. Mister, I just it's just sports. Told the host that he didn't care if he dropped dead because his team lost a football game. Well, no, it's because I stayed up to watch them lost lose. It's not because uh, they lost. But no. So what I did was I took the the final thing that he said in the sentence about uh, about dying, and then I added that to I don't care. And so that's what I did. It was a mistake, and I apologize, and now I kind of dig in my own grave, which is kind of ironic because we're talking about dying. No, I found it humorous. Don't get me wrong. It was stunning, and I can't believe it. It was fantastic content. I just remember last week when I said, Valdez is a little bit different. He doesn't necessarily snap at people. He just kind of walks away and sulks and says, I'm going to go pour beers. I was wrong. I was totally wrong. <laughs> he snapped at Eric and told him he didn't care if he died because he was he was tired of getting flamed about current events. <laughs> but I, I do, Eric. I know you're listening. I like the volleyball stories. I get happy, I, happy 21st birthday to Stevie. Yeah, Eric almost cried on the show this week. I saw. I he did. He to said that, I, yeah. I almost got teary eyed. He was talking about his kid's 21st birthday and and where he was. He said he felt like a big silly. He went to go get breakfast or something, and he right after Stevie was born. And he felt like he was accomplished in life. He doesn't. They don't usually get. Lurch does a little bit with you know with his kids, but Eric usually doesn't. Talking about his kids and, and being sentimental about it. Well, it was it was the nine eleven segment that really he almost cried. Him and Lurch got like teary eyed. Hey, speaking of uh, parenting, um, another thing that was came up on the show, another topic was how Jason went down to Blacksburg since he has two daughters, mm-hmm. which which is kind of cool. Both your daughters go to the same college. Yeah. Um, at Virginia Tech. So he went down to see them, and then he told the story about how he went to a football game against Middle Tennessee State and the Hokies, and uh, this is what Jason said on air. Jason went down to Blacksburg, and his daughters did everything they could to avoid him. <laughs> well, he uh, went in the they, middle they, of a mass. <laughs> yeah. I actually they saw mass hysteria. They were obliterated. That, that, was, that was just not my scene. Yeah. Somebody must I, I couldn't seen, believe the scene. It wasn't somebody my must scene. have snuck something into their drinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're are not 21 gonna, yet. Are you going to boycott that then? So you'll never go back to that street I, or It's whatever. something just to witness again. I would never hang but out there. But you're still like going to the football games. You just don't want to go to of that course. street. Yeah, yeah, Center Street. It's just a, are you going to tailgate with the old parents? Yes. Yeah. That's what I did. I tailgated in lot one with all the oldies. Yeah. All the old And then my daughter said, we're going to Center Street. We, you want, you have to see it, Dad. Right. I said, all right. So I, they went, and then I went about 20 minutes later, right. and I couldn't believe it. You my saw eyes. all the debauchery it, and craziness. Debauchery doesn't even, your, that's not even your, the right did term. Did you see your daughters after the game or no? Uh, yeah. Now, what's what I found very interesting about that clip is how Jason says he met up with his daughters to get pizza after the game. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Drab, and it was just it was so funny because we were thinking the same thing. We were thinking the same thing. Is as if you're in college as a freshman and I think a sophomore or junior, why would you want your dad driving down, basically six hours? To co- and hang out with your dad on game day. It makes <laughs> no sense to me. None of this makes any sense to me. Jason's obsession with going to Virginia Tech, 
every three weekends to see the to see the football team. First of all, I'm not quite sure why he cares about Virginia. And Virginia by, Tech by the way, this is, this is, this is the biggest heel turn in the world because all he would do is call them the Chokies and talk about how much Virginia Tech sucks. Yeah, I mean, and no, and I understand if you're plunking down, you know, uh, but, uh, seventy grand a year for your kids to go to school. That doesn't mean you root for their football team. No, it's not like my, my dad started rooting for the Sun Devils as soon as I went there. He didn't. I mean, he didn't care. Yeah. It, it's so weird that he. Uh, is rooting like he's obsessing with the football team and he's got to go to all their games. He went to a middle Tennessee State game. Uh, yeah, which, by the way, is, is the nubbiest game you could ever The go worst to. game on the schedule. Jason's a big sill and he's going to the worst game ever. But these, his girls, there's, he's got to let them go. A 19 year old chick doesn't want oh, your daddy coming down to visit them every week. I don't understand it. There's, I mean, I understand the last thing I wanted to do when I was at Maryland is see my dad or see my mom. Seeing your parents, uh, like, having them come down and be like, all right, I'll come meet you somewhere, right? Yeah. Like, somewhere private. How often did, did uh, just, your dad come to Richmond? Like, once a year. Once a year. That's appropriate. Yeah, like parents weekend or whatever. That's right. what they got a whole weekend for know, it. Yeah. The whole weekend, come <laughs> on down. Jason's down. Jason comes down there all the time to see his girls. He's got to let them, in my he's, opinion, grow up and let them separate. He he was he's so, so attached to them. So attached on uh, when they were growing up and he was, like, a helicopter dad, basically, um, that we thought that once they went to college that they would get a little bit of space, but he's hovering over them down there. And I just can't imagine his girls want their dad come down to spy on them. It's basically what he's doing, right? spying on them. And by the way, you can tell, like I said from that clip, how the girls, his daughters, didn't want to meet up with him until after the game. Right. Because the last thing they they want to do is is hang out with dad when they want to go hang out with all their sorority friends and pledge friends mm-hmm. and, and roommates let and everything a- like that. Let me ask you this. Do you buy that his daughter sent him a text that said, you got to come check out Center Street? I think that no, never I, happened. I, there's a, there's, I think Jason and his buddies, whoever, I don't even know who he goes down there with. Jason and his buddies said, they heard about Center Street. They know about Center Street. And they said, we got to go check this out. I actually, <laughs> I would take it a step further and... You know, he, he's text with his daughters constantly. Mm-hmm. And so the first game where uh, it was uh, Virginia Tech upsetting North Carolina at home on the Thursday yeah. night. So he was asking his daughters a bunch of questions like, hey, did you guys tailgate? What did you guys do before the game? Oh, we and everything to, like and they that. they said we went to Center yeah, Street. and they said we went to Center Street. Yeah. All right. I actually think <laughs> he went down there. All right? Got a little intel. Yeah, got yeah. a little intel about where they like to hang out before mm-hmm. the games. And then all of a sudden, he's cruising down Center Street, trying to find his girls and making sure they're not in trouble. Well, the best, the funniest part of it is that he's going down there. I knew when he was telling this story that it wasn't a place for for grown men to be. And I can, <laughs> I'm just picturing Jason and his buddies like trying to be like the cool guys, or maybe not as old as they think they are, hanging out on on with a bunch of college kids, like weirdly staring at these girls' asses and their 50-year-old men. And it's just so, so uh, inappropriate and it's not the right Every, place for him to be partying. Yeah, everyone had that guy that would mm-hmm. always show up to the college bar that, yeah, was, thought, 40, that was 40 years old. The, the thought he could still hang. And <laughs> at ASU, there was always, a, there was a, everyone's got their, like, their center street, right? At, at ASU, it's called Mill Avenue, or Billion Bars, and it's right next to Sun Devil Stadium. And every Saturday or Sunday, because the Arizona Cardinals used to play at that stadium too, 
that street would be filled with horny old guys <laughs> traveling from like Green Bay, wanting to spy on a bunch of young college girls, thinking they were going to like get trying lucky, to see some, uh, trying to see some tan underboob. Hundred percent. And I know Jason was doing that, and he's trying to. Oh, my daughters asked me to come by. No, they Hold didn't. On, do you think? Do you think he was doing that, or do you think he was more so trying to spy on his daughter on his daughters? Do you think he was being? creepy old dude I just or think do you he, think he was being I think he mo- helica- helicopter I think he, dad I think he well a little of both but m- mostly creepy old dude <laughs> <laughs> see I think he was doing helicopter dad yeah maybe wanted where, to make where sure he she- got where he got all the intel yeah. uh, last week about where they were mm-hmm. hanging out and like 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 the clip said and like he said he didn't meet with them till afterward yeah so they so the daughters could have probably ghosted him beforehand and so he's trying to figure out where the hell they're going to be and you know and what then he cruises over to center street also He's got to let his daughters get drunk and experience some right. things. Let them make so their own. There's only so many Saturdays you get as as a college student to party and hang out with your friends. And they couldn't drink and they couldn't do what they wanted to do because daddy was in town and <laughs> they knew they had to meet up with him afterwards. Right. They couldn't uh, they couldn't make bad decisions. Let them make bad <laughs> decisions. Exactly. I think it's a thing where where Jason at that age made uh, horrendous decisions. Yeah. All right, when he was in Rich, when he was at Richmond, or and when he was in college, and then he doesn't want his kids to do the same thing. So that's because he knows, so that, yeah, what terrible things he did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, he I doesn't get that. want the, he doesn't want that to happen to his daughters, and he or and he doesn't want the daughters making the same mistakes that he did. Right, uh, you know, maybe getting or no li- way he did to other girls. Well, I'm just saying, maybe getting a little too uh, too tipsy, and you can't make well, your I gotcha. can't make your 9 a.m. class. I got gotcha. you on Friday because you you stayed out late for the for the North Carolina game. Adam, don't you feel like you missed out going to VCU from the big college football experience? Do you have any idea how silly it is going to a big? I mean, I went to school. I went to a, a couple games of Virginia Tech. I know, but you it, it's basketball you're not, you're not VCU is completely like you're not different part, though. Oh my God! I know. I get that. VCU had a has a good program, but the tailgating is not really it's like not a the thing. Same. It's not the same where you have a whole day dedicated to one event. Yeah, and I got that experience people a lot from of being a season theory. ticket holder to the football team and going with my dad, which is oh not God. the same experience. But what? I, I think here's what you guys aren't understanding. I think Lurch's daughters were psyched to see him. Here's why. All right, sell right. me on I this. Think, yeah, I think yeah, Lurch. That. I think Lurch is up there. Probably with Cakes or JP as one of the cheapest junkies, right? He, he he's well, there's, he there's only four of them. He just named three. Of them. <laughs> All right, well, he's cheap. Lurch is very cheap. Okay, but I guarantee you, when he's in front of his daughters, he's handing out twenties left and right. Oh, he is a big softy when it comes well, to. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, yeah. That, you know he no, no. he probably paid for the whole tailgate. He he had, he bought ten bottles of Burnett's for these girls. Right. I don't know his daughters. I think I've only met him once. They take advantage of him. Right, they Probably play. Too. Well, here's well, here's, yeah. the, uh, here's the problem: is that when you're Jason's daughters, you go, "Man, I don't really don't want to see Dad this weekend because I'm trying to get lit." But then they go, "Well, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna break me off with about five twenties, <laughs> and I need that cash." Do you think they know, like, when he hits a big parlay, that, that no, that's the time no. to ask for money? No, no. Jason's Although that got would be very strategic. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. Jason's got plenty of money. I guess if he's gonna, he doesn't spend it anywhere else. So if he's gonna spend it on one thing, I guess he should spend it on his daughters. But they know that that's Santa Claus coming to town. <laughs> yeah. He's making that drive. Santa Claus down eighty one. That's yeah. what they're size for because they're they're broke college kids. Mm. That's of why course. they're like, come on, daddy, come visit us right, and just hand us twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ever say the word daddy again. Yeah, <laughs> I know you got a fixation about it. And maybe we'll I, I get am, to that. Because I'm waiting for you to bring up the damn story of the week. All right, which was the uh, what was it? The <laughs> MTV Music Awards. All right, and yeah. 
the junkies only talked about it for three minutes. I know that this was a junkies topic that should have been two segments on air. All right. Megan Fox, so sexy in her voice, yep. calls MGK daddy. Well, first of all, yeah. Megan Fox looked unbelievable. <laughs> right. That dress, what are, what are cakes called? A, a muggle or something? A muggle <laughs> no, dress? I don't know, then... but it was see-through, and I think there should be more see-through dresses. I think she just brought see-through back. Isn't she like isn't she my age? Yes. And this is why I don't I don't She's understand. got a ton of plastic surgery though. I know. She looks plastic and I get it, but I don't know where the resurgence came from. I didn't know Machine Gun no. Kelly had this type of clout that he could bring Megan Fox back from I, the dead. I just think she never lost it. I want to know something about Machine Gun Kelly. Is he a hot guy or not? He looks like a regular guy to me. He's right. He's the he, musical Pete Davidson. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand it. Some of the rocker things I kind of get. Um, Brett Michaels, right? Brett Michaels is like, he's got a look. He's I think he's a good looking guy. Okay, kind of like an older reference. Did you make an older reference? Well, I just, it's a forty year difference almost. <laughs> okay, but Brett Michaels, I get it. Like a good looking guy. Right. Tommy top, Lee. Tom, top of the line. Tommy Lee's honestly, he might be in that that Machine Gun Kelly category because he's not like traditionally a good looking guy. I would say so. Yeah. I don't even know. To me. Uh, Tom Hoppus is a better looking guy than than Machine Gun Kelly, right? I don't remember those. Well, it's the same thing that's going on with Travis Barker and uh, Courtney Kardashian. Yeah, right. They, Travis, they're in that exact same boat. They yeah, were taking. Yeah. Why Travis, were they Travis taking Barker, bathroom selfies together? Travis Barker is an old dude rocker, and I have no yeah. idea how he's pulling that. Yeah, I guess you're right, but he doesn't. But here's the thing about Travis Barker, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm. Uh, as Danny Uriye says, my file, my file isn't like tremendously big on on his dating history, but he hasn't gone from like he was married for like a long time to Shannon Mockler or Mahler or whatever her name is. He, he doesn't have a dating history of going from one hot chick to another. Yeah, but Machine Gun Kelly is dating every hot chick in Hollywood. I don't understand it. He looks like just I don't know. There, there's no difference between him and like. Who are the guys from Imagine Dragons or something? He's maybe, super skinny. I think that maybe, has something to do with it. Maybe it's just me projecting, mm -hmm. but I think there's going to be a sex tape coming soon. Oh, down the pike. Mm. Now I don't Lock know. I don't know if that's. Month. I don't know if that's early two thousands uh, of me, but there's going to be something that's coming out. Um, just be or that might just be me hoping. Drab, but, I, I think I know what it is though. What? Like, and I know this for a fact because I don't have this. And I've never had this, and I will always want it. When you stand up, take your shirt off. If you have a V, oh my God, girls get sucked. We tell, yeah, of course. We talk about the V all the time. But she said that uh, they were talking about their costumes and their outfits or whatever and how they dress each other. And she said he's seven feet tall. He looks good in everything. Yeah, he's a tall guy. <laughs> First of all, tall, he's not that. He's he's not even that much. He, he looks like he's like six four. He's not that tall, first of all. He's above six foot. That he's just very so skinny. He's very skinny. I didn't think skinny guys, you, the only good look to be skinny is if you're a rocker. Right. Yeah. And by, and by the way, it, he's just, his, he's so svelte, too. And he's, he just looks like Gumby almost. I don't <laughs> understand how that type of body type encourages the word daddy to be used. I don't know. There's such Like freaks. how he does not, if you look at him, does that give a daddy vibe? No. Machine Gun Kelly doesn't look like daddy. Isn't she older than him? Probably. Yeah, I think so. You gotta but, be. But they're they they're just freaks. They're into freaky stuff. They kiss with their tongues. You you've seen that bit, right? That's, like that's, they just stick their tongues out and touch tongues. 
Well, I mean, they're weirdos. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to do? I mean, also, I don't know you're not in a lot of relationships. People kiss with their tongues. Not, not just no, he's, tongues. He's like trying that. to. Are you talking about like, like you they stick yeah. it out and they like touch like yeah. that? Yeah, like they're Eskimo kissing with their tongues. So why are you so blown away that she calls him daddy? Yeah, I want to get back into it's the, just da- so, the whole. It's just daddy so thing. sexy the way she uses it. She makes it so sexual, and it's what well, it is sexual. I, I, I mean, I'm she, telling you, if I listen to that five times. I mean, she cl- she clearly has daddy issues herself. <laughs> and you tell me you've never been called daddy. Not e- not even close. <laughs> never been called poppy. Nothing. Uh, I, I thought you had ch- sex with a Latina chick. You always br- in New York. I, I did. And she didn't say, oh, thick, poppy. <laughs> thick, thick Megan Fox. Oh, yeah, Thick Megan <laughs> yeah. Fox. Yeah, she probably said, oh, poppy seed bagel. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that your dream to be called uh, daddy in, I, in bed? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're I mean, you're that, the furthest thing from a daddy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I Do you know what, what a zaddy is? Oh no, no. what's a zaddy? I don't even know what a zaddy is. The new daddy. What? what it's like slang? a zaddy. Like anybody can be a daddy. Like a like a <laughs> except a, Adam. Anyone but Adam. Yeah, anyone but Adam. But like an older guy. Like I I can be a, a daddy, right? <laughs> like if, hold, hang on with me. Like <laughs> say right. I was single. Okay. And I was dating a twenty four year old. She could call me daddy. Like like because I'm an older guy. That's just kind of like how they. That relationship works. <laughs> a zaddy is like a a metrosexual daddy, someone who's put together, that's got money, that's got good looks. I'm thinking nice of suits. I'm maybe thinking of mad, hair. mad men almost. Mad men. So like yeah. the opposite of a cougar, right? Like a like a, if a younger di- guy dates an older girl, she's a cougar. Yeah. If a younger girl dates an older guy, he's a zaddy. A zaddy. You're Z A D D Y. Z A D D Y. I'm thinking about a guy that uh, has a. Uh, a glass of wine with his lunch at the palm. Like, you know, I'm thinking about the Dosakis guy. That's a zaddy, right? He's a zaddy. Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly is not a zaddy. <laughs> I, I'm actually more curious how Drab figured out what a zaddy is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just, I've heard of it Reddit. What do you I mean, mean I've heard of it before? Where did you hear it? Yeah. Um. Oh, first of all, let me read you the definition. Zaddy is a noun used for a handsome, fashionable, sexy man with swag. Is is. <laughs> Is no, by the way, that has nothing zaddy. to do with age. <laughs> yeah, but a daddy is always an older guy. You know, you're not going to call a, a, a 22-year-old guy a daddy. <laughs> I didn't you know, know, I you didn't guys got to be no, sure no, being called no, daddy. You run the whole, the whole world of dating younger girls. First of all, That's there's, your a, plan. there's always and always will be a lot of role-playing in my wife and I's relationship. <laughs> so I, maybe I've been there and you guys haven't. <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I, just, I, never heard, I just never heard of the, these rules. You know what I mean? I didn't realize that there's this undercurrent of rules. There's a stipulation about daddy. Who's the guy that Rom kind of looks like if he lost a bunch of weight and was good looking? That's the host of um, uh, the CNN show in Italy. <laughs> He's butt famous. Everyone knows from Devil Wears Prada. He's a zaddy. I'm I'm blanking on his name. I mean, we're Googling it. What are we doing? He's oh, the, Stanley Tucci? Oh, Stanley Tucci. He's not a zaddy. Stanley Tucci's a zaddy. No, he's zaddy. not. He's yeah, a he nerd. Well, he gets, well, he's married, but women go crazy for him. Really? For the Tucci? And I like <laughs> him, too. I like him, too. I, I do. <laughs> for the Tucci. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stanley Tucci. Rom kind of did like look like Stanley Tucci in this one photo. It was actually oh, yeah, I know I stunning. <laughs> the angle. Yeah, I think Cakes kind of looks like Stanley Tucci. No, no, no. not at all. If he, Not at all. If he lost 50 pounds. I do think that all <laughs> skinny, bald guys. They all look alike. It's a, one of the reasons I'm I'm refusing to, sh- to shave my head 
is I don't want to. You'll just be one of those guys. I don't want to look like every other bald white guy. I'd rather have, at this point in my life, I'm open to change. At this point in my life, until I get jacked and tanned, I'm okay with a horseshoe because I know as soon as I shave my head, I'm going to look just like cakes. You'll lose your uniqueness. Oh, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's a battle. It's a daily battle every time I look in the mirror. <laughs> but I can't shave my head because I feel like that, there goes, my, uh, there goes my, my look. And then I'm just blended in with everybody else. So you think you could ever get to Zaddy? Start, start looking around. All these bald guys look the same. And I'm an I'm a <laughs> almost bald white guy. So I can say this. I mean, it's like when you Yeah, t- you're not bald shaming when yeah, you say this. Of course not. So, um that is that's why I'm I'm hanging on. So you, you realize all I'm going to do after this show and, and until next bit season mm-hmm. is look around because we're in a pretty affluent area in terms mm-hmm. of business and in terms of property. Yeah. Is is walk around and see who looks like a zaddy and who doesn't. It, it it's the word of the week. Zaddy. Everyone's going to be talking about it. So that was your segment of the week, the three minutes dedicated to Machine Gun Kelly. Well, I just and, thought it was a perfect topic for the junkies, and I was a little I was a little annoyed that it got just kind of tossed around and then moved on. Right. Well, speaking of, of see-through dresses and, and what Megan Fox was wearing, you could see her panties. And my favorite segment of the week was us talking about He's changing mon- his voice right now. you got to notice. <laughs> this is my sexy voice. This is Drev's panty voice. This is my <laughs> panty voice. My segment of the week. That, that, we're definitely calling that from now on is, is Drev's panty voice. It's when he, when he gets down to the lower top like this. Hey, that's the panty voice. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Monica Lewinsky's thong. I had a lot of interest in that segment. I did too. I, I could have talked, was, I could I have talked about her thong for four hours. Jason stopped talking. Whenever Jason, if Jason's not talking in a segment, I'm probably liking what's, what we're talking about because he shuts down now anytime we start talking about sex or something fun or exhilarating. Jason will shut down. If there's no line attached to it, Jason yeah. won't comment on it. Jason didn't say a word during the Monica Lewinsky sex talk. Because I think he gets embarrassed now at this age. He doesn't want people to know that, like he he's a, he doesn't want us to get back to his daughters that their dad's a pervert or something. Yeah. Well, even though we just talked about their his him being a pervert. This is what <laughs> this is what really got me is I didn't think thongs existed until Cisco. <laughs> and then, I don't I don't think they really did. That was they, my that was I, my first experience right. with thongs. It's Cisco. I wasn't aware of that came thong. out. That came out way <laughs> different than I thought. <laughs> I didn't know what a thong was until Cisco was singing about it. Right, and girls weren't wearing them. I know. I didn't know girls were wearing them in 1998, 1995, I, 1995. Girls were wearing thongs. Yeah. I didn't know that. I think, and I was 13, and you were t- uh, nine or eight. Uh, well, I was very <laughs> developed at nine. Okay, well, you weren't thinking about thongs and girls' underwear. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Well, <laughs> these men have a few stories. They'll get, we'll get to one day. Um, where, and, and EB's fascination of where Monica bent over for, for President Clinton. <laughs> yeah, for, that like, was the best part of it was yeah. which room. Yeah. Well, it's because we liked, we liked if our it, imagining. Yeah. Well, as it, does it really matter what <laughs> no, room it was <laughs> in the White House? It sounds good to say it was the Oval Office. That's where I think it was. Yeah. First of all. How many rooms does Adam know in the White House? <laughs> the, the Oval Office and the West Wing. My the West Wing, like the TV show. <laughs> Is there? There's probably an East Wing, and um, and then there's definitely a bunker in case of emergency. Have you ever heard of the phrase "We're gonna have a press conference in the Rose Garden"? No, you never heard of the Rose Garden. What about the East Room? No. What about <laughs> the Lincoln Bedroom? 
No. Are you come on? God, you're the. You I know more about the Lincoln you, Memorial. You, you know nothing. You never heard of the Lincoln. This bedroom? whole segment, when you guys were talking about it, it was over my head. I was three years old when Monica Lewinsky was. You know, Again, we weren't that old. We, I know. I, I wasn't that old. I, I grew up not knowing anything about. I thought Bill Clinton was silly until hey, I was about you, a teenager. Hey, can you imagine Adam's first experience with a thong? That happened last week. <laughs> <laughs> But this is what uh, this this is what was so amazing about mm -hmm. the story, is that is that when you the thong the thongs back in 1995 mm -hmm. is probably not the same as the Cisco era thong, right? Well, that was that was probably the 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 first the first stages of of thongs, and then those were, those years weren't that much different from each other. I mean, they're very close to each other. Well, just think they're probably cotton. Not very breathable, breathable. Hey, this is Valdez's panty voice. <laughs> the way he said breathable. Yeah, yeah. Breathable. He's cotton. Hey, not very do you breathable. remember the website whaletail.com? <laughs> <laughs> that was a... That... Do, does, do you know what the phrase whaletail means, Adam? No. You've never heard that before? Is that, a, is that Well, it's a, That's probably a, th a thong hanging out. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was thing, it was a thing back in the early 2000s. Whenever you saw a girl like bending over and you sh her underwear was showing, she was it, shooting her shot. No, it was that was her whale tail because you it looked like a lot of the, a lot of the times it was unknowingly. Yeah, yeah, unknowingly. But but the Monica so, thing, it was knowingly when she did it. Right. She knowingly showed. When's the, the last whale time tail? before this week you used the phrase whale tail? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been twenty the years. Last, the last time I can remember whale tail is um, well, what's this? What's the stupid Michael Sarah movie and uh, super bad? Yeah, super bad. Yeah, super bad. When the girl's walking in the hallway, yeah. Her oh, yeah. Showing, that's the classic whale tail moment. <laughs> that's right. I, I forgot about that. And that's, and that's yeah. what I think of Monica Lewinsky strutting down uh, the White House corridors with her whale tail showing and Bill drooling behind her. I thought she bent over. Oh, she, she bent over wearing like slacks. Yes. And then the whale tail was showing. Correct. And I then he, he said, hey, come over here. Is that your Bill Clinton voice? Yeah. Yes. I wish one of us had a good Bill Clinton voice. No, we, we, don't, we don't do impressions on this show. Yeah. You know who your impression should be? Charlie Chaplin, because he's in silent movies. <laughs> He doesn't even want me on this show. Well, I'm just kidding. No, he does. He does. Um, so one of oh, uh, oh, by the way, don't yeah. gloss over the fact that Drab said he would sniff them um, if he could go find Monica's panties from 1995. Used panties <laughs> from 25 years ago. It's a as I said on the show, it's a piece of American history, <laughs> Americana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like smelling <laughs> apple pie. Now I do not. I do not want to smell the the blue dress, but I would like to see it. I don't even know. Is that like available somewhere? <laughs> Does someone own it? I don't know. I know. I know it's around somewhere. I hear about the blue dress. Everywhere. How much would you be willing to pay for that thong? It's like you could get it on eBay. <laughs> like buy panties online yeah, yeah. or something. But it's but it's, <laughs> it's certified. You know, uh, it's it got her be the first time, time drive bought panties online. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a number. Fifty bucks. I mean, do I really care about Monica Lewinsky's thong? No, Probably but not. if I somebody mean, showed it to I me, I think it would be. A, I think it would be a funny. Uh, Talking point yeah. to have. I think if Drab was at a, a silent auction and that came up, I think you'd be willing to pay three thousand. Silent auction. auction. <laughs> uh, maybe you're right. <laughs> <laughs> this show's gotten a little bit creepy. Well, one of the things that uh, there was a little bit tense this week on the show. Last week we talked a lot about Drab and 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 JP's fight. Um, there was a little bit of tension between JP and Valdez this oh, yeah. week when we got uh, around to talking about the infamous vinyl records that Valdez somehow still has, and JP dumped off on him. 
It was a, you know, it's been kind of an ornery week for me, testy week. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't very uh, pleasurable this week. I was no. kind of needling. What, what Eric. day? What day was this? Was that this Wednesday? Was, uh, yes, Wednesday. Yeah. Because so when JP's mother passed away, um, he just got. He's basically taking care of the estate. I don't know what his brother's doing, but JP's in charge of everything his mother owns. And in JP fashion, he's trying to kind of get the most out of everything that his mother owned. Yeah. So he used whatever service it, it was to, to list uh, the chairs, the dining room sets, the china. Uh, we talked about the, the water... Uh, Waterford Crystal and everything yep. that's that's for sale there. And then JP brought up the record collection, and he said that he was just going to give them away. And there's a spot near my parents' house uh, that sells records. I can't believe you got involved with anything with JP and money. I know. And looking back on it, it was one of the biggest mistakes I ever made because JP is so obsessive that he looks at the opportunity that I had with the with the records as a loss in his <laughs> in his wallet, right? And I just every time every time the records are brought up or every time the estate sale is brought up, is he always brings up the fact that I that he gave me the records and he asked me if I sell if I sold them. And by the way, I kind of take it as a dig. He's trying to he's basically saying you're lazy. What happened to this? Yeah, does he not think I called anybody about it? Does he not think I tried to unload them? Do you think I want them? In my childhood bedroom, and my parents going, why, why the hell are these records here? I'm actually on Team JP on this one. That was back in April. Okay, it was months and months ago that he dumped these records off on you. Which I again don't think that you should have ever got involved, but you volunteered because yes. you found out he was going to dump them. You said, um, "Well, JP, he, I, yeah, again, like, yeah, JP, yeah, there's I a guy the, up in I Pasadena get, that will yeah, take." Him. I figure he's got two full boxes of records. I could sell them for a hundred bucks. I think you had. Plenty of time to get to dump those records off on somebody, get a little bit of coin for them, give JP his money back, so you guys could have moved on. Well, here's here's the and, problem. But here's the thing: you never updated him. I know. You just kind of hoped I, the problem would go yeah, away. Here's the problem: is that I I kept calling the guy in the Dina to see if he would buy them, and mm-hmm. I left him a, a million messages. I probably called him five times. He never got back to me. I should have just told JP, saying, "Hey, this guy's not coming through. Here's your records back." Well, I don't understand. But why did why just that one guy? There's record stores everywhere. I well, I, it's the only place I knew of in the Dina. What am I, am I going to? Well, no, I know. I mean, there's I probably go, one two miles from here. What am I going to go lug them to Mobius? <laughs> I, I would take them somewhere. I would. I would. You know, called around a couple different places, or at least updated them. That uh, I was. Yeah, that was my fault. That I. Didn't you could get rid of those by this weekend if you wanted. Well, no, to. trust me. I had a P one say honestly. I would have dumped him in the in the trash and given JP fifty bucks. <laughs> Trust me, it crossed my mind after Wednesday yeah. about saying this is hey, a loss so- on my part. Here I, you go, JP. I sold these. Yes. Yeah. You know what? They found they're in a better home. The reason, hold on. The reason why he need is needling me. Right. Is that I think that JP thinks that I sold the records and I didn't give him his cut. Oh really? You think that's what? I it think is? that's part of it. Because like I said, you don't want to get in between JP and money. And so no, I just think he's antsy for the money. And again, I don't blame. Him. It's been six months. I'm on Team Valdez here, though. The, the, that's a situation where you give him the product, and then you sit back and shut up until he gives you the money. I know, but it like our drabs that it's been months. 
That's eBay just, doesn't I, work like that, though. It's not. I know, every but day and you here's the thing: something? is I'm not going to take eBay. my time. I'm not going to take my time and put uh, every single record on eBay because that would just be so tedious. I'm not going to do all, that. How much could this record collection be worth? I don't know. I think I overvalued it. Seventy five dollars. I've watched. I've watched too much Seinfeld. Yeah. About about raiding old people's <laughs> homes for records. <laughs> it's a bunch of garbage uh, Puerto Rican records from the like this 1960s that nobody cares about. You said Michael Jackson's. Michael Jackson's in there. Oh, there's. You think it's hard to get a Michael Jackson record? They're probably in every used record shop across America. Or yeah, if here's, I was, here's the thing: is that he has so many of them that these records that are probably worth five to ten dollars. So, could, what attracted you we, to it then? Or, or what I, I would do the my, my entrepreneurial skills attracting me to it because I figured JP said he was just going to give them away. And which, by the way, JP, fin- I, that's all. Another thing that pissed me off about the records is that, is that JP Finley. That was thumbing through them and took about five he silly the, records. He, he took the good ones? He, yeah, he took like five Dean Martin and uh, <laughs> Rat Pack records. Do you guys have a, a record player at home? No. I feel like I'm missing out. Everyone's got one but me. My all, parents have one. Yeah. All my friends have them, and they have listening parties. Like, that's what uh, this guy that I know named Neil, he's got, like, a great setup at his ha- at his house where he's got, like, those old-school speakers from the 70s, and he's been like repurposed. Like the big yeah, woofers. Yeah, 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 and- the big woofers. And he sits around with a cocktail, like, on a Saturday night. <laughs> he'll put on, like... Uh, Frank Zappa or something. You know, <laughs> Neil sounds like a loser. Yeah, I will. No, he's, never, a he's a fan. Never right? go uh, to a listening party. No, I, well, no, no, no that's not actually a thing. I know it's those called, are things. It's but, called a it's called a record party. So everyone brings their own piece of vinyl. And how do you know about that? Because <laughs> 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 I, I listen to Baba Booey. Yeah, yeah. Baba Booey has an infamous <laughs> listening party segment. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually how old is that? Very old, very that's old, over ten right? years. Yeah, because I've heard that segment. I think you, I think it's one of Valdez's favorites because that's how I know about it. Is the list? You know what? That's why you took the records. <laughs> Your obsession with Baba Booey and him having a record collection. You wanted to get in on it, and that's why you still have them. Are you having? Are you having listening parties? No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with the records. Please take them from me. I don't you, want the records. You might be having a listening party. <laughs> I mean, you know what I wouldn't do? I wouldn't invite you. Just like you didn't invite me to go see Cowboy Todd. (laughs) That's true. I think I'm going to be seeing Cowboy Todd again. There's been a lot of chatter about him and his wife at our house. My wife really likes him. I might be headed down there again soon. Um, And then one of the other things I wanted to get to is um, Ben Affleck. I I mean, we, we, first of all, I'm convinced that Valdez is searching for Ben Affleck stories. When, I, he, when, he's, when he's prepping the EP. My we theory, talk about Ben Affleck a lot. Too much. My theory about that is, is that I do print out a lot of Ben Affleck stories because I like Ben, and I know Eric gets a kick out of Ben. But we do but a lot I, of Matt Damon, too. You just you know that Eric I likes do, Good I Will Hunting. Do, no, not I Matt Damon. Not. It's J-Lo, Britney Spears, and Ben Affleck. I know, but the, and it I just think, so happened that J Lo, because it used to be J Lo and A Rod stories, but now it's, <laughs> it's, it's, she's dating Ben Affleck, so those two have been merged. I know it's cut, cutting out of my uh, EP prep. So yeah. I have less stories I can give them, right. but I think it's a it's an algorithm. So I pr- uh, print out and click on all these Ben Affleck stories. The algorithm then, is then, that you're then, you're typing the, in Ben Affleck into and, Google. No, and then Google sees I click on Ben stories, and so it puts all the Ben stories at the front. Maybe you're right, but actually, I did I did get a kick out of the the Ben debate this week of why women find him so attractive and how he's getting all these girls. Just like we had the conversation with Machine Gun Kelly here, I think Ben Affleck 
compared to Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, I was going to say, who do you think the better boyfriend is? Better? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Everyone thinks Ben Affleck is some sort of loser. Didn't he go to Harvard? I don't. Know. I think he's a Harvard-educated guy. Machine Gun Kelly, he's a rock star, so he just seems like an asshole to me. But Megan, Megan Fox really likes him. Um, but Ben Affleck was being judged on the show like he's not worthy of dating J-Lo, which blew my mind. So in the higher, you're, you're thinking in the hierarchy of the relationship, Jennifer is ahead of Ben on the totem pole. I think worldwide, I'll give it to J-Lo. Of course, right? worldwide, she's, yeah, I Of course, she's yeah. a, a, pop, a pop star legend. Uh, but Ben Affleck still isn't some loser off the street. No, he's an he's an A list, A plus list, A plus list star. He could have be dating any woman that he wants. Um, he's rekindled the the relationship with J Lo, um, which by the way, I love the fact that it's re- that I like thinking that J Lo couldn't get enough of Ben, and then every relationship that she was in after Ben Affleck, <laughs> all she did was think of Ben, think of Ben in bed, compare every single uh, guy to Ben right. in terms of gifts. But you know what those two guys have? Going to get Ben off the brain. Right. Apparently, I can't either. Right. He, Machine Gun Kelly and Ben Affleck have in common is that they're bad boys, and that's what <laughs> that's what Adam doesn't understand yeah. about women and dating. If you're looking, if you're if you're finding a wife or something, that's different. But I'm talking about dating and, and, and making the rounds, right? They want somebody with some edge to them, somebody right. that's going to bring probably drama to their lives, just something that, like, someone that's interesting. you got to shake it up a little bit. Ben Affleck, his personal life is, is a two, right? <laughs> Chain smoker. Yeah. Uh, addictive personality. Going, you know. Weight, weight fluctuates so much. He, but he's. Awful back tattoo. Is it confirmed that that back, back tattoo is still there? I don't know. It could have been just for a movie. Also, I'm jealous of Ben, and maybe this is one of the reasons I defend him, is that those those photos of him on the beach looking all, like a big fatty, he just snaps back. He looks silly again. He can get back in shape. <laughs> the, the, so, well, it's the, the way, Hollywood cocktail. You take some pill and okay. boom. No, no, no. Vin Diesel, okay, was on the show last week, uh, the story about Vin Diesel, being a big fatty, <laughs> looking like he was pregnant on the yacht, right? Uh-huh. Big old gut sticking out. Did you see Vin Diesel this past weekend? No. I did. Vin Diesel was the guest of honor at the Formula One race in uh, I don't forget, in Italy. Yeah, I was right? going to say, he was in Italy, so it had to be. It was in Italy. Yeah. Okay. He looked like Vin Diesel from the movies. <laughs> he was wearing a cutoff shirt, jacked, no belly whatsoever, looked like he was about 5'6 and, and 120. 40 pounds. I don't know <laughs> what happened. Possible? I don't know what happened between those two days of him being on the EP. And, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I can guarantee you it's this. It's pasta belly. All right? Because you think about what it. Is he's it, he's, he's in, in Italy. Italy. You okay. never get pasta belly? That was the you, world's biggest pasta belly. You eat some gnocchi, and then you get yeah. pasta belly. <laughs> I know, but he had man boobs. He had everything. I, that comes with pasta belly. Pasta yeah. belly, but funny. I think what? he had, I actually, th- what I think I had. You have constant pasta belly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's a Chipotle baby in my belly. It's the, Well, it's the same thing, except yeah. when you eat a big big plate of spaghetti and meatballs. I, I, think, I your, think. Your belly sticks out. I think Vin Diesel, first of all, he was wearing Spanx or something at this race, because there's just no way. Like, he looked. Put together, like he looked. There was he looked like there was not one ounce of fat on him. You would have okay. To, you would have to run for that entire week leading up to the race. To, in, in order it's to, impossible. Okay, he would he would have to not eat for three weeks. He would have to. He, he was thirty pounds lighter at least. It was it was 
It was mind-blowing. I've actually been waiting all week to talk to you about this. <laughs> well, you know what it is? Is that he had the big pasta belly. Mm-hmm. He took his dump. All right? And he got, and he got all the, uh, the water out of his system. And then he looked silly. Drab, you're, yeah. you like Vin Diesel. What's his situation? Is he happily married? Does he, is he a zaddy? Um, I think he would qualify definitely as a zaddy. I thought zaddy was more businessman. Yeah, he's no, kind of fashionable. Like street oh, okay. racer. No, I think I think he could be a. I mean, does he wear suits? Like, did he wear a suit at the F one thing? No, he was wearing a cut off black T shirt. <laughs> that doesn't sound fashionable, <laughs> right? I know. I, I I I don't know. I think he could be. You just like him. I just like saying the phrase "zaddy." All right. <laughs> I I wanted to and say I, it, too. and I'm telling you, girls like saying it too. <laughs> <All right. laughs> one of the things that, that Adam put here um, is that he, oh yeah. By the way, I, this is my favorite part. Is that last week Adam came very ill prepared? You know? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> he didn't listen to one segment, and then I like the fact that he listened to every single segment. So he's, that made me very happy. Hey, I'm doing my research. He put on here, and I don't even remember talking about this. I, I, he said, "Which says which junkie would show his dong in a movie?" <laughs> yeah, it was during the Ben Affleck segment. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, JP yeah. mentioned that he showed his dong in Gone in Girl. Gone Girl. Okay. I remember this. I remember the scene vividly. Did we talk? I, Maybe I walked out. Did we? Did they? We get an answer of which junk you would want to show? Them no, no, on? no. It was just. I know. Did we bring I, I that was, up, or is that something that you? I brought it up in own? my head while I was listening to that segment. You brought it up in your head, okay? Yeah, <laughs> and I and I was thinking because I was thinking I know for a fact I think Lurch would show his dong in a movie. There is zero percent chance he showed his dong to some some lady on the street when he was a kid. If That's you're giving him millions of dollars, years ago. Lurch millions of dollars, he's going to show his dong. He's going to show well, his butthole. He's going to show everything. Well, number one, you didn't say that. First of all, only Eric would show his dong in a movie out of all the junkies. Why? Because Eric, first of all, it wasn't when he was a kid. Eric was showing his dong to guys here at the radio station like 10 years ago. <laughs> I think I've seen Eric's uh, dong 20 times, all right? And he wasn't getting paid any money for it. And he's very proud of it. The other guy's, a little, I think, a little bit more sheepish. Yeah. I know Cakes wouldn't. I don't think Valdez would. In fact, I'm not even sure that Valdez has vitiligo. <laughs> Why don't you ask him to show it to you right I now? I don't. I don't. I don't want to see it. Why do you think I don't have vitiligo? Here, this is my theory. Okay. Right, is, well, I can't wait to hear your. Theory. I think you had a case of vitiligo, if that's such a thing, or you had some <laughs> something happened. It was like 12 years ago, right? The segment yeah. that you showed you showed the guys your, your, your Johnson. Right, that had I yeah. I don't or did you, you ever show it to him? No, I, I showed Eric. Eric was the only one who no. Eric and Brett. It I doesn't believe. make any sense to me. How could he only have vitiligo on his dong and nowhere else? And no one's ever seen his Johnson since. I think it was a case of something that went away. And Valdez has <laughs> been claiming like, he's been milking it, it for like ADs. Syphilis. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like syphilis. Something happened. Yeah, so it's a skin condition, and it cleared up. And Valdez has had a clear Johnson for the last decade. Well, and he's been telling people he's had vitiligo. I have vitiligo. Yeah. Uh, I will be happy to show show it to you if you really want to see it. <laughs> no, I just want to keep this theory of mine going going uh, forever. Um, out of the junkies, Eric was the only one who cared enough to see it. And that's the least. Uh, shot. That's has the least Eric ever thing. asked to take another peek? Um, no, I don't think he has. Because you also won the Reggie Bush contest. I did win that. <laughs> I didn't win the Reggie contest. Oh, look, I have Let no problem. I have no problem showing my penis. I would feel. Un- <laughs> I, um, I would feel uncom. I would feel uncomfortable seeing Valdez's penis, but I'd get a kick out of seeing Adams. <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> Well, I, I don't know. I think it would be funny, like if Adam was like, 
like pulling it out and showing and showing us and being like you know waving it around in a circle yeah whatever just being wacky <laughs> well like uh, like about these i have more I, like, like a, a brotherly relationship i'm There's actually certain... i'm creeped it's out actually by does, you just actually said does that. nothing actually yeah. does nothing for you because what? i'm so trashy that you know pulling, mm. like you know when you're on a high school basketball team and you shower with right. with your teammates i have no i have no problem pulling my pants down <laughs> and like showering in front of somebody I have no problem taking dumps in front of somebody. Did I ever tell you that that was my biggest fear about high school? Is showering? I the entire summer from eighth grade. Why did why do gym teachers make you shower? I don't know. I think I I had a weird experience. I think. <laughs> All right. I don't know how we just I got on this in the other final. So I went to a Catholic school, kindergarten to eighth grade. We never had showers. All nothing. boys? All, no. Um, but but only like thirty kids in our class. So a small private school. No, we never took showers after PE or anything like that. There was no PE uniforms. You just wore whatever you were wearing that day. I would have. I see. I would have showered after PE, but there just wasn't enough time. Like in middle school, in middle school or in high school, I would have showered because I I got stinky. And, right. But but the thing is, I couldn't shower and get dressed in in the five minutes that they gave you to. You were a dressed. loser if you took a shower so at my school. I, I, you, people really? take showers. Yeah. The and, cool kids. Okay. Why would you not take a shower? All right. Sorry, maybe, sorry. maybe this is different. I need to hear uh, about uh, Drab's molestation. No, it wasn't molestation. <laughs> I knew that showers were mandatory at my high school, uh -huh. my public high school, after PE. It was part of the class. Like you got out, the class ended five minutes early. You had five minutes to shower. Yeah. Were these private showers or open floor plan? Open. But wide open. Built in like the 1950s, probably. Okay? That's what you did. That's what you did. There's no private stalls. There's That's no, what we had. No. At Lorton? Yes. Private South showers? County. Wow. Maybe they have that now at new high schools. I, mean, I have is, no idea. There's a there's a thing where you would share soap. <laughs> I've never, I don't think I've ever shared soap. I, you toss the toss bars I, of soap I, there. I can't everybody. remember. <laughs> you share soap. The entire summer between eighth grade and, and freshman year, I was petrified of the, my first day of high school. Not because I was my first day of ever going to public school or because it was a big school. Because I knew that I had to shower in front of the other guys. And I didn't know if the size of my Johnson would compare to, <laughs> how it would compare to other boys. I was so nervous. Did you so, think about wearing just like your boxers or your underwear? No, 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 no. You don't understand. Mr. Neal watched the guys take showers <laughs> and had a had a had a had a uh, notepad and, <laughs> who and showered and who didn't. Had a, who showered and who didn't, and he would watch you make sure. He was the bathroom. He was the nice guy. Like I'm not trying to honestly say anything perverted here, but he would watch you take showers and check you off when you walk by to go get dressed. So you had to take a shower or you failed the class. <laughs> Now, thankfully, I felt like I was average, on par. You know, like I wasn't embarrassed or anything like oh, that. Oh, you know what you do is you find the Adam lookalike who has the tiny. They tiny find the wimp and find the wimp in class. Yeah, yeah, yeah then, stand, then stand next. No, to No, it him. was weird. No, it was like, it was like eight different uh, shower heads uh -huh. with uh, I don't know poles with different showers. There was like forty guys taking showers all right next to each other from the class. So, right. you, there, you weren't really hiding. Oh, there, there's a lot of shenanigans. <laughs> There were shenanigans after uh, after basketball practice when you're kind of screwing around, not with Mr. Neal watching oh. you. <laughs> right? It was <laughs> so hurting. So scary. Hey, West Coast schools. What are you? Hey, do you uh, know maybe. what? Adam reminds me of the kid that would be in class that would put his gym uniform over his school clothes. Cause he, so he didn't have that. to get so he didn't have to get naked. Is that was a thing? That was a th that was a thing with Kevin Chu. Back what? In, Back in he would school. put his PE uniform over his je jeans? Yeah, over his jeans and everything because he was afraid of getting naked. 
No, see, in high school, I didn't care about taking off my pants. It was my shirt. I did not get sized to take off my shirt. still don't get sized. Yeah. No, now it's like attention doll. I like to show off the belt. In high school, I was... You know, self-conscious. When you were when you were showering in mm. uh, high school, mm-hmm. well, this was this was after practice. This, this didn't happen after gym class. But would you uh, would you piss on someone's foot in the shower? I've done that many times. I know, as and, as, as doing some uh, and shenanigans. I've been, and I've been peed on many times. Yeah, of course, when thought about late. it. Turn you know, turnabout is fair play. Yeah, that's no. It, this it, is how I know Adam was never on a sports team. Yeah, he always <laughs> claims it was on the basketball team. There's no chance because he's so uncomfortable. It's actually camaraderie to get yeah. pissed on. No, I'm tell- <laughs> we, I grew up in a different era. All right, we had private showers. At the most, all you would you, do you, is you'd you'd take a towel and you'd slash, slap someone's ass with. Oh, well, I mean that was standard. Yes. I mean, how did you not do this kind of type of? You, you pissed on each other. You guys are yeah, freaking weirdo. You're a weirdo. I don't understand. Every school you went to after the after the game had private showers. Yes, no chance. Uh, no, there's. You, you, first of all, I know you never made the basketball team. Yes, that in was Fairfax a, County, you had private showers. First of all, you were on the summer league team. You told us you were on the basketball team, but you got cut. I was you on the freshman on the sun- basketball team. That, you, by, and by the way, it was an unspoken rule: you never pissed higher than the knee. It's all. It's always <laughs> cap down. I don't remember all the unspoken rules. But <laughs> that was. I do. That remember. was an unspoken rule. And if that, you always piss on the foot. And for any of the ladies listening out there that are completely grossed out, it's just one of the things. It's just a guy. It's, it's just, just guys, guys being guys. Yeah. Locker room talk. Yeah. This is legitimate <laughs> locker, lo- locker room <laughs> talk. <laughs> That's what locker room talk is, guys being <laughs> on each other's feet. But this whole conversation started because the junkies were talking about Ben Affleck's dong right before Ron Rivera was on the show. All right. So what happened was the reason why I told EB this is that I don't know if the listeners know this story. Back in 2012, I think it was, when Davey Johnson was the manager of the Nationals, we had a salacious segment before his interview, <laughs> and it was talking about Hulk Hogan having sex and with showing Bubba, his dong to people. Having sex with Bubba the Love Sponge wife, I th- I think Heather it was, Clem. I think it was that the, the Bubba and Heather's Clem thing, right? And we're talking about the video and just how, how just un- outrageous it was. Well, Davey Johnson was listening to the junkies before his call-in because he wanted to get a feel for the show. <laughs> and then he was furious, and he called the Nationals' uh, uh, secretary and the, the PR office and let them know how angry he was at us <laughs> for talking about sexual things before he came on the air. But I just want to say that uh, if you listen to that— me. If you listen to that segment, um, I did not bring up Ben's penis size first. And then once once Eric did, then it was full go. Then I could talk about uh, Ben's huge Southie hog that he probably has. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but behind the scenes here, yeah, the though, seal was broken. You knew that Ron Rivera was coming up next, but then once the segment kind of got going and it was silly dong talk, you had to let it go. I'll be honest. I got wrapped up in it. I kind of <laughs> forgot. <laughs> yeah. I kind of forgot that Ron Rivera might be listening. <laughs> And and Mike Rizzo, I know, listens to the show, and he's never said anything about our content when he comes on. So but, he does. He doesn't know, care. You know, but I know down. him. He's been Mike's coming on the show for ten years now, or five years. I don't know how long. It's been a long time. So he doesn't ever care. I said it was. It was our first time having him on. I know. It was. It was. Hurting. I literally went and to Eric way, and I said, a, "No dong." By talk. the way, all these coaches they they do a thing called scouting. So why right. wouldn't they scout the radio show? They're getting ready to come on. He's gonna get to know the guys a little bit. Uh, I thought Ron was great this week. Speaking of sports, though, uh, no sports, no sports, Ooh. but Ron was great. Adam loved it. He was fired up. He you know, cursed he, on he the air. Fired up. I know that's exactly what I wanted to bring up. It's not necessarily the sports thing, but 
But anytime there's like a really big name guest or a huge guest or mm -hmm. news newsworthy type figure, it kind of puts a jolt into the guys. And that's what I really loved about Ron. That's what I'm really going to love about him for this week is how, how kind of loosey-goosey the guys get afterwards. Because when you interview some guy who is a huge name in the area or just a huge name nationally, it kind of puts uh, a jolt in your step. And then you get a little loosey-goosey afterwards. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to this year. Valdez and I, we had a dollar bet that JP was going to play um, – what do we call that? Rapid game? fire. Rapid fire. <laughs> behind this the scenes. Is, yeah, it always is, makes us laugh. Yeah, we always a... predict what junkies questions the junkies are going to ask or what they're going to do. <laughs> and it's not to single any one of them out. We do it with all four of them yes. because they all have certain quirks. Or Lurch is going to ask about L.A. Every time Cakes yeah. starts the show, we always say, predict what he's going to yeah. say. Good morning, DCMDVA. We know what they're going to say a lot of times before they say it. And so we knew anytime there's a big new guest on that JP always does rapid fire. I knew they were going to ask him. Hey, what's your walk-up song? Well, uh, they talked about that before the interview, so I knew they were going to ask that. Uh, we like to guess what they're going to say just blindly. Yeah, because anytime, anytime there's a uh, uh, there's going to be a weekly guest, JP wants to. He always says, "I want to learn more about you, Ron. So I, I just want to do some rapid fire with you, okay? Um, are you a a rock guy or a country guy or something like that? <laughs> That's my JP yeah. voice, by the way." So we'll keep you guys updated on the dollar bets that we make on uh, what the junkies say or what we think they're going to say throughout uh, bit season here. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. I thought that was a fun episode three. We're kind of uh, scatterbrained. We're two. all over the place. Episode two, sorry. Uh, episode three next week, which will be have much more opportunity for non-sports talk, which we love. Um, By the know, way, we need to thank uh, Nat and Wave Soda uh, for sponsoring, for being the feature sponsor and presenter of bit season uh, we, I can't go unnoticed. I yep. believe if you use the word uh, code junkies at wavesoda.com, you can get a 15% discount. So go support Nat and Wavesoda because they support us. We should also thank everyone on Twitter. Everyone's been following the show on social media. It's bit season on all social media yeah, platforms. Our, DM, our DMs are open, by the way. They're flooded Send. on Instagram. You guys don't check them, do you? We got no, like, no, oh, no, don't, no, that's, don't that, get us started. Know, we know you didn't check them. We are the ones that checked all the. Uh, other messages there was like dozens of messages in there that you never checked as our social media manager they, we, i didn't check them because i was waiting to check them with you when we were all together oh my god <laughs> literally the worst excuse in the world if i I'm see you once a week that's that's a straight shoot i didn't check them on purpose because i thought let's do a team effort so you're just not going to respond to people for a week a potential client because you wanted to open up the mail we with all us. are looking at the account so we all could have responded. Uh, yeah, but you're... I knew that if I responded, you would have said, you, you know what, shut up and sit in the corner and let us <laughs> respond to the big hitters. And that's what Valdez, Valdez tells you to sit down. I, actually, I don't tell you to sit down. Well, you said, why is he on the show? I did not say that. <laughs> I think you right? said it earlier in the show. No, I didn't. Oh, I said uh, I want him to uh, do an impression of Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, thank you guys for checking out episode two. Uh, we will have a lot of fun doing this. Uh, next week, episode three. Yeah, let us know your thoughts. Absolutely. All right, guys, have a great time watching uh, Washington football tonight or a great weekend if you're listening to it later in the week, and we'll talk to you soon. See you, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 